Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. And Gigi has stayed with us. She's from Stonehouse Books, and she's just kind of hanging out here with us. Yes, Kevin, enjoying myself, too. Absolutely. And we are really lucky today because we have Martha Norwalk with us. Now, for those of you who don't know Martha, she's on every Sunday on a great radio station called KKNW 1150 AM from now 9. It used to be 10 to 1. Correct. Now it's 9 9 to noon. So you got to get up early to catch Martha. I (laughs) do. Yeah, they have to get up. They don't have to get up as early as I do. But you know what? There are a lot of folks who have animals that get up on Sunday morning to go walk them. They're, they're doggy friends. And, and I like to think that's the case. <laughs> yes. And so they that they have uh, behavioral issues and they, and they have questions about how to handle certain stuff. They need to call you, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we say we cover the, the world of living successfully with your animal friends. So we talk about all anything and everything related to animals. I, of course, am an animal behavior therapist. So when I'm not on the radio, I'm helping people understand their animal friends and help them solve problems and primarily behavior related. But and I always have to tell everybody I'm not a veterinarian, but I have a degree in veterinary technology and I worked in the field for almost 20 years. And we do Vet Sunday on Animal World and have been doing that for almost 10 years and I try to pay attention. So I can field general medical care questions, but we save the technical stuff for Vet Sundays when we have a holistic vet in the studio. But, Which, by the way, is next Sunday. It's oh, a vet really? Sunday. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So, well, Dr. Jackie Obando will be in, in the studio for the entire three hours. We're going to talk about um, chiropractic for our animal friends in depth. And then it's the listener's opportunity to get free, in depth, holistic veterinary consultation. That's and all they have deal. to do is call us up. Yeah. That's, yes, a, that's very cool. That's a wonderful public service that you're doing because a lot of animals that, and people have a communication problem. That, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get what they're about, and they certainly don't get us most of the time. Yeah. Because we do some illogical stuff, don't we? We do. We do. And, and I always say I, I do more work with the humans than I do with the animals when, when I'm uh, working with them privately. Because there's usually not a lot wrong with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> See, and we're supposed to be the smart ones, but we're the ones who get it messed up most of the time. Well, and, and a lot of it is simply not understanding and coming from a perspective that works for the animals. Because I don't believe we've given animals credit for who they really are. You know, they do think and reason and have feelings and emotions. And on one level, they're not that much different than we are. But on another level, they're real different because they come in dog suits or cat suits or bird suits, you know, rather than human suits. And so there's different genetic DNA coding that comes along with the physical body. So, yeah, they think in reason. Yeah, they have feelings and emotions. But their bodies don't interpret those things and express them in the same way that humans do. So it is different. So sometimes we have unrealistic expectations for our animal friends. Boy, ain't that the truth. And, and that 
can create a dysfunctional relationship between yes. us and our animals. Well, yeah. And then and then besides that, if that weren't enough, I mean, because that's enough. <laughs> that's plenty. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. But then there's a huge area that, that most people are not familiar with, and I call it the human-to-animal transference. And that's understanding that, you know, when our animals are messed up and have problems, guess what, honey? It isn't just <laughs> the animals. You know, they are emotionally and intuitively sensitive, and they actually pick up, process, and reflect back their humans' belief systems, behaviors, characteristics, and particularly suppressed negative emotional energy. How oh, so they're like our mirror. Exactly. Exactly. Oops. And so often, especially these days, and depending on the kind of animal you're dealing with, like sometimes we don't have to always address what's going on the human when we've got problems with a dog, for example, because dogs lend themselves to be trained and behavior modified better than some other animals. Okay. Now, if we aren't dealing with what's going on with the human, it's going to, we're going to have to work a lot harder in addressing what's going on with the dog, and sometimes we may not be successful. But, for example, say we're dealing with cats. Well, cats are real different than dogs. <laughs> and and my, my favorite sta- is, uh, saying these days is uh, dogs have masters, cats have staff. Okay? <laughs> and, and so you can't control cats the same way you do dogs, and you have to serve them appropriately. And um, it reminds me of an email I got this morning. I haven't had a chance to answer it, but one of my listeners was writing in and says, well, you know, I have these two cats, and, and they grew up as indoor kitties using litter boxes, but now we've moved to a place where they can go outside, and, and they go outside and have a great time, but they still come in the house to use the litter box. You and bet. How do we get them to go outside? <laughs> I haven't had the heart to email him back and say, well, honey, you probably don't. And of course he can communicate. Of course there's some things we can do to help the kitties understand that we'd really like them to go outside. But they're creatures of habit too. And many cats prefer to use their indoor toilets because that's what they've learned. And besides that, you, you, it, you know, if you're su- serving cats appropriately, you can't expect them to go out to the outhouse. I mean, would you want to get up in the middle of the night and go out to an outhouse to go to the bathroom? No, well, of it's cold not. and wet and rainy. Yeah, so they have to have indoor toilets, whether they use them or not, just because you, that, that's the way you serve cats. But besides, Probably. the reading is much better from the cat box liner than it is outside. <laughs> well, yes, this is true. It's true. Um, but they don't generally like liners either, so that's not a good thing. But um, just in dealing with my point in dealing with cats is that rarely can we solve serious behavior problems with cats by just addressing it from the cat's perspective because they are so intuitive and emotional and sensitive to what's going on with their humans and they pick up so much that usually we don't have to do anything with the cats. We just have to straighten out the humans and then the cats straighten out as a result of that. Which is a frightening concept because a lot of us are like, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. going to start looking at us to see what's wrong with the cat. Yeah, That's not yeah. a good thing. Well, people are pretty amazed when I, I come in and do a session. Uh, especially if we're dealing with cats, because I just have to look at what the behavior of the cat, and then I know what's going on with the humans. And, and, and that's pretty scary to some people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we, we don't want to think in terms of that we're having an impact there. Exactly. That the cat is just the cat. You know, but it, it, uh, it, it's wonderful in that um, the principles that I work from, because I do take a holistic approach and, and come from a, a spiritual base in, in the work that I do with the animals. And it's kind of a nice way to sneak in the door with humans, because a lot of us humans won't do our spiritual homework. And, and, and you know that because it, it, it's just too much trouble. But when we know that it negatively impacts our animals, 
and there's no other way. You can't sweep it under the carpet. You got to deal with it if you if you don't want to mess up your animal friends. Well, then we'll do we'll work on ourselves to help our animals. So our animals truly are a, a gift and do serve on a very high level in ways that many of us are not aware of. Many, many ways that we're not aware of. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And if you would like to call Martha, it's a rare opportunity for you to have her for the next 45 minutes. We have her. If you've got an animal issue, actually, it's your issue. But if, <laughs> Well, sometimes if, it's the animal, you know. Yeah, if you'd like to talk about your issue. I'll be gentle, issue, I yeah. promise. <laughs> you can give us a call, 425-373-5527. Or if that's long distance, 888 298 5569. We'll be back right now with more with Martha Norwalk. And we're talking about the circle of life here on Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. We are truly touched. Well, we've been touched for a long time, but we're truly blessed because Martha Norwalk is here, and she has a show called... Martha Norwalk's Animal World. On Sunday morning from 9 until noon, right here on KKNW, 1150 AM. So it's not often we get a chance to bring her here during the week and to give our audience who who are out there, if you don't listen on Sundays, an opportunity to call and ask Martha a question about your cat or dog or horse or whatever. And uh, it's an animal suit, we'll talk about it. I may not have the answer, but we could talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like if your iguana just doesn't go outside when it... Anyway. Um... (laughs) 425-373-5527 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. So the the uh, the doc light is in, the doctor is in so we can we can talk or not the, the doc, non-doctor the non-doctor is yes. in. But I have a question. I mm-hmm. we we're cat people and dog people. We've always had a dog and cats and so cats. forth, but okay. in the course of of living and dying, the pets tend to come and go. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't live as long as we do. And no. And that's one thing we have to be able to handle. Well, and one of the things that we have a problem with is that we've brought a newbie in, a new kitty or a new doggy in, and the existing cat gets offended by that because they have things just the way they want them. Uh-huh. And then we bring this animal in. And, you know, it's like my son, he was five, and, and he wanted a new kitten. And so we brought the kitten home. And and. How do we get the older cat to accept the new kitty? No, are we talking? Uh, is this a general question, or do you have specific? Oh, um, I got a specific. Um, okay, so I the, got specific. So the older kitty, um, male, female, how old? What? what uh, female kitty, uh, about two years older than the new kitty. Was two years when we brought the new kitty home. Okay, and so she was two years old. Two years old, and of course we okay. have a dog. So the dog and the older kitty had formed a friendship, mm-hmm. and we brought the new cat in. And the new kitty has been ostracized by and and stuff. well and and there's you see that's not an unusual situation. We have some misconceptions about animals in general, and both dogs and cats. Um, and for dogs' example, we think that dogs are supposed to be really social creatures and love everybody because they're pack animals. And in theory, that's true, but they're only social within their own pack. Members outside of the pack are are considered threats. So dogs have to learn to be more social, living with humans and to accept individuals outside of their pack. And if you're talking about, hey, you have one dog, you're bringing in another dog, then the traditional rule of thumb is for the second dog, you bring in smaller, younger, opposite sex. 
Oh. Okay, that's the general rule of thumb. And of course, there are exceptions that prove every rule. But with dogs, smaller, younger, opposite sex. And even then, you're, if, if it just works well, then you've lucked out. Okay, you usually have to work at, because once, you know, the dog lives with the humans, then they start thinking they're not dogs anymore. Mm. And who doesn't want to be an only child? And when you think, oh, I'm getting you a little buddy to play with, the dog says, you've got to be joking. <laughs> okay, that's competition. Okay, so, and, and we tend to do exactly the wrong thing to make the dog feel good about the new puppy coming in, because we tend to lavish all the, the praise and affection on the older dog before the new puppy comes, and when the new puppy comes, the puppy gets all the attention. So when the puppy's sleeping and crashed, we love on the older dog. Well, intelligence-wise and reasoning power-wise, animals are more like kids. And, and so the dog, the older dog says, you know, well, what's wrong with this picture? You know, when it's just me, I get all the attention. That little brat comes into the room. Everybody fusses <laughs> over that little snot. I don't want that brat around. Okay, so one of the, the, the general rules to do is when you're going to bring in a new puppy, you put the older dog in a little like doggy boot camp a little bit before the little dog gets there, um, earning their privileges. And then when the little the puppy moves in, you add a rule that instead of having to earn its privileges, like when the, the older dog says, I, pet me, you, you, instead of just petting him, you ask him to sit. And then you pet him. Okay, so they're earning stuff. The puppy comes into the picture. Whenever the puppy's around, the older dog gets unearned physical and or verbal attention. So whenever the you know little bozo comes, oh boy, little bozo's coming over, isn't this special? Aren't you great? Little bozo walks away, you cut off the older dog. Little dog comes back, oh boy, bozo, you're wonderful, that's great. Little dog walks away, you cut off the big dog. Pretty soon the big dog goes, oh, what's wrong with this picture? Well, it's just me, I'm in boot camp, I'm earning everything. That little snot comes over, everybody tells me I'm wonderful, makes a fuss, hey kid come hang out with me more often. <laughs> so, so you kind of sneak in the back door to, to get them to accept each other. And you have to be aware of pecking order rules and, and uh, so that they don't get into trouble as the young one grows up. Now, when you're talking a cat and bringing in another cat, whole different ballgame. Because number one, cats are not the social creatures in the wild that dogs are. Cats are not pack animals. And of all the wild um, cats that are domestic cats have descended from, only one lives in a group. That's the lion. And um, all the other wild uh, form, you know, wild species of cats and breeds of cats um, are solitary beings as adults. Okay. Now, um, with a pride of lions, um, the group is not mixed. It's, uh, the, the pride is all female. And there's no pecking order. And, the, you know, the male hangs on the outskirts to kind of um, um, supervise the, 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 the pride and, and protect and, and, you know, lets the women go do the hunting and then wants to eat first. You know, I mean, typical guy world. <laughs> uh, so with cats, and, and this is a problem these days because we have really messed up as humans in terms of being responsible with cats. And we've not neutered and not spayed and we've let them breed and become feral. And we have cats everywhere. Okay? And, and there's not enough homes for them. Okay? So we're wanting and being encouraged to, to adopt more cats and bring them into our families, which on, on that level is a good thing. But genetically coding speaking... Cats weren't coded to live in groups. So you can't, when you say, like, I have one cat, I want to get another cat. Hindsight being twenty twenty, you can't necessarily just go out and grab a cat and bring it in and expect it's going to get along. Okay. Now, the rules with adding additional cats to the family, remember dogs, it's smaller, younger, opposite sex. 
with cats, it's either similar age, same sex. Huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the big key. Um, one of the big problems is um, uh, male-female relationship with cats doesn't, doesn't often work. And there's some really interesting things going on here. Often um, male cats, even though most of our cats are neuters these days, um, as the female, they might get along as kittens, a male and female, even a male-female litter mate. But as they mature, the males have kind of this broken genetic code. It's kind of like the lion, you know, stays on the outskirts of, of the pride and then comes in for breeding. Okay, yep. So male, a lot of male cats see a girl cat and go, oh, girl cat, and they charge them, jump on them, <laughs> bite their neck. Okay, but they're neutered, so then they don't know what to do. Well, you know, when the girls are young, this can be like a game, and this is like, okay, but once the girls grow up, they're slapping these guys around. It's like, yeah, hello. (laughs) Does this sound familiar? (laughs) I guess that sort of like works for multi-species, doesn't it? (laughs) So... Um, male-female relationships are often dicey between the cats, but then if we take it to another level into the human-to-animal transference, that the male-female energy within the human household will reflect in the animals and how they get along. But So when you were saying you had a two-year-old female cat... Right. Okay. So you want to bring in a kitten. Now, cats are very intelligent. I do believe they are the enlightened species on the planet. Um, and and I also teach interspecies telepathic empathetic communication, and so there are ways to communicate with animals uh, in in other than the traditional forms of you know physical body language, vocal tonalities that do really help. Um, and cats are one of the best at this kind of communication. So explaining to a cat and having a good sales pitch um, can help. But um, when you've got an older female, the best chances of having a group of cats work is a group of neutered males. So starting with a female kind of stacks the deck against you anyway. Um, In the wild, most um, breeds of cats will adolescent males, retired older males will hang together. But the females don't ever bunch up unless we're lions. And then there's no pecking order. Right, so, so things are dicey. So generally speaking, and remember there are exceptions, generally speaking, a group of females will, will tolerate each other if you're successful. But they're never best buds, hug up, snug up, yeah, um, d- is- pretzel up together, unless they're, they're female room, um, litter mates that have had that relationship from the beginning. Now, again, there can be exceptions, but boys, um, especially bonded male litter mates that grow up together, um, or males that that um, that get along after they've met and and come together, they will have much stronger relationships, and they will do the hug up, pretzel up, you know, pile up, mm-hmm. kitty piles together. The the likelihood is much better. So, with an older cat, you have a two year old female. Well, on paper, you'd be best to bring in a, a, a female kitten. Uh-huh. Um, which, is, which is what she was. Um, but again, because they're female, it's kind of it stacks the deck against you. And much would depend on the older cat's personality. And she's a pretty strong cat and, you know, we'll kind of knock the crap out of a kitten just to teach him the ropes. Then you might want to bring in what I would tend to do is maybe bring in a pair of, of um, a litter mate pair of males. 
young ones, see, because so, then they have each other to drive crazy and hang out with and knock each other around, <laughs> and she can play the clean queen bee and, like I said, knock the crap out of them once in a while just to teach them, you know, that she's in charge. And as they grow up, they'll they'll always respect her and never do that male thing, go after the female thing, because she's, you know, lorded over them from the beginning. And then as the, the times and the months and sometimes the years go by, um, they can become good friends, but at least she'll tolerate them, and when she wants to play with them, she will, and when she's done with them, she'll just toss them aside. But they'll have each other, you know, to to hang out with together. So with the situation, we might have set things up differently had you come to me and talked about it before we might have brought in two and maybe males. But when you bring in a young female, then it's a matter of, of boy, we have to make real sure that the human energy in the environment is real balanced, that the original cat knows she's the queen bee, always will be. You have to do special things with each kitties. You have to have your squirt bottles handy. You need a, a place to confine for timeouts. And, and um, generally speaking, you want to protect the baby and you can't do that you have to let the older cat knock the little one around if they want to because usually it's all show and tell you know big sounds whack them around but they pull their punches physically unless you give them a reason to hate the newcomer and that's because you cut them out and get mad at them but they're the ones that are being displaced. Does that make sense to you? Yeah but it sounds like we're raising kids you find a place. Hello (laughs) yeah they're just kids in animal suits. Boy, no kidding. So, so cat, go to your room for a timeout. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'll uh, when we uh, we'll need a uh, a couple of minutes for uh, me to explain to you a timeout procedure. But timeout works very well with animals, dogs, and cats. Well, but it's a, a specific procedure and it's sequenced, so I can explain that to you if you like. And right after this break, I would love for you to go down that road because because okay. it's a very uh, passive, humane, kind way of disciplining, and it really, really works. Yeah, and and it works for my kids. I know that. So, <laughs> in a reasonable way, anyway. We're going to come back from these messages. We're talking with Martha Norwalk. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio for a Monday. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host. And we're talking with Martha Norwalk, host of her very own show with her very own name on it called Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Animal World on Every Sunday, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on KKNW now, that AM sounds 1150. Like a commercial I heard just the other day. <laughs> so, and Martha, and we're talking about animal behavior. And if you have a question specific to your situation on why your animals don't get you or you don't understand what they're doing, there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing if there's no reason why you're doing what you're doing. So give us a call <laughs> and uh, and we can talk about that. You? It didn't make sense to me either. But not, okay. but then you have to remember, I have a smaller brain than you do. <laughs> uh, for, <laughs> no, not smaller, more primitive. More, oh. more oh. primitive. I'm, I'm driven, men are driven by basic impulses. Is that what you're saying? That, that would be true. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, 425-373-5527. And if you want to defend men, 888-298-5569. We're going to get in big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in in reality, Uh when you look at the spiritual movement and you look at people that are looking for what's out there and what more there is and that sort of thing, there aren't a whole bunch of men wandering around in this this world looking that way. We're, We're more basically driven. On what we need to do, we need to eat and and other stuff, and and that's pretty much what's on our mind. Well, but you know, the the spiritual energy is the right brain, female, intuitive, compassionate, nurturing, 
female energy, and that's that's what's needed here on the earth. We just we got to calm you male guys down. <laughs> we just assume Slow beat down, the boy. heck out of you, and and uh, and you guys can teach us how to be a little bit more more compassionate and understanding, so that we can all live. Yeah, it's about being a balance because we're all male and female energy. It's just we need to be in balance, and most of us are real askew one way or the other. Absolutely, because we we're, we're just kind of that aggressive way. Uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh. We're talking about cats and dogs and timeouts. And, oh yes, and how to and how to get them to and give them a timeout. I guess. Yeah, um, timeout is a real wonderful passive form of discipline. Um, you need a timeout area, and a timeout area can be you can use a um, like a crate or a carrying case, a kennel. Um, if you if you wish, uh, you can use a bathroom or a closet. It, it should be a small area and an area where there's nothing inside to, to entertain oneself with and that you can darken. So if you're using like a crate, you can put a puppy or a kitten in a, in a little carrying case or a crate and um, put a sheet over it. It's like turning the lights out on a bird. And timeout becomes the immediate consequence of unacceptable behavior. So say, for example, um, well, we'll take the example of, of um, your cats, older cat, little cat. And in that situation, um, the rules are it's okay to express yourself and establish your boundaries. So if the older cat's sitting here and the little cat starts to come close, it's okay for the older cat to hiss, which is basically saying, all right, you're skating on thin ice, kid, don't come any closer. Okay. And, and the kid is supposed to get that and back off. But if they haven't been taught that by mom uh, you know, in the litter situation, then, then the older cat may have to teach them. So if the cat continues to proceed and comes too close, then it's okay for the older cat again to spat and whack the kitten. Kitten takes off and, 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 that, and is learning that. But so, so defending my territory and establishing my boundaries is okay. But doing having a cat hissy fit, you know, you know, and we, we uh, the hair goes out and, and take off attack mode. That's not acceptable. So those are the rules to start off with. And you can explain the rules to all parties. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and your little squirt bottle, um, a little spray mister bottle on poof um, can be a handy little tool to get the point across. And um, allow the communication. But if either party tries to attack the other, and it's often the kitten that'll get in chase and pounce mode that wants to go after the older cat, um, you, you, you can tell them to stop it and give them a little poof. But if they're not listening, that's where timeout can be very effective. Because either party that crosses the line, you just scoop them up and say, oops, you know, you tried to beat up the kid. You're going into timeout. (laughs) So you take them to the area of timeout as you're telling them what the problem is. And I don't speak to them unconsciously because there is telepathic, empathetic communication. And you've talked about this before, Kevin, so you know that animals um, not only hear the words that you're saying, they may not understand the language, but they get the pictures and the thoughts in your mind. So as you're taking them to time out, you imagine in your mind, you're going into time out because you attacked the baby, okay? Or you, you attacked Ants, you know, um, the queen bee. <laughs> uh, so you put them into timeout, uh, turn out the light, clo- close the door, turn out the light, or put the sheet over the timeout, and they've got to be in there for three minutes. 
and then no fussing is allowed. So if uh, if it's a dog and they're fussing, then then you you bang the door, um, make a sound interruption from outside the area to interrupt their 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 noise making. And when they've been quiet for three minutes, then you go back and bring them out. And all is forgiven when you come out of timeout. And they go, but you take them right back to the same situation. If they go after the other animal, the other cat again, for example, then they're back in timeout. Same rules. This time it's six minutes. You double the time. All is forgiven. Out you come. Same situation. They do it again. They're back in for 12 minutes. So each time you time out, the time is doubled. Now with dogs, this works really fast. And because you're giving them what they hate more than anything else, so that's separation and isolation away from the pack. With cats, it's totally different. Remember, they're not pack animals, so the separation and isolation isn't necessarily such um, a bad thing. But on the other hand, taking their freedom away <laughs> and confine is, is a really bad thing. So, uh, so on a subtle way, you, you get it across to, to either party. And then usually they realize they start learning impulse control because they choose to change their behavior. Now, there are people that would say cats and dogs don't understand what you're trying to say and don't understand any of that stuff, and especially cats, because they are so aloof that it's hard for you to think that they're getting through. I mean, your dog pays attention if you say walk or something, and he cocks his head and, and, and is paying attention to you. But cats, they take a longer to get for you to get into their head, don't they? Well, um, a lot of times that's because we don't take the time. Now, cats can and will respond the same way that dogs do if, if humans spend the time to make the associations. Um, you can watch trained cats perform just like you can watch trained dogs. I mean, you look at the circuses, look at the, you know, the friskies cats that come and do all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't advocate that sort of thing. But, um, and, and typically what is used with cats is operant conditioning and, and reward and motivational training, and they learn very well. Um, but they are more independent. And in a, in a home situation, like my cats, I have Abyssinians. Um, it's a, a specific breed of cat uh, that um, um, I happens to own the cat half of my heart. And, and I love them because I call them dogs and monkeys in cat suits. Um, they're just very cool cats. But all of my, my cats all come when they're called. They all know their name. They all know words. Um, and I speak to them, and they actually... Um, understand the English language and are easier to communicate with than my dogs. But that's because I understand this and I know how to do it. Um, But for those that say, you know, you've got to be nuts because you can't talk to animals, um, I just say, well, okay, you must not be ready for that yet. Um, And I can't tell you how many people I've run into the – into on the street over the last 10 years that I've been doing radio um, and most of them guys and they'll, they'll amazingly when, enough. yeah and and they'll say to me so, oh Martha you know I heard you talking about you know my wife listens to your show all the time and so I have to listen <laughs> and I heard you talking about talking to the dog I thought you were nuttier enough fruitcake <laughs> but when my wife wasn't watching I started trying it and I'll be darned, it worked. I talk to my dog all the time now. You're really right. So usually all you have to do is is try it. And, and it does work. Now, I don't believe that communicating with animals on the interspecies telepathic and empathetic level is the end-all, be-all, and you can solve all issues with animals by talking to them, which is why I don't work as an animal communicator on air. 
It is a part of what I do, and that's why I take a holistic approach. Because I think, you know, you could probably you could talk to those those cats till you're blue in the face, and they wouldn't necessarily get along. And so you may need some behavior modification techniques or training techniques in combination with the communication, as well as dealing with the human energy to get a solid resolution and have everybody living together harmoniously. Uh, but the communication helps a lot because thought does direct energy. We are very powerful with our minds, and our tendency as humans is to think negative. So how many times, I mean, do, do you look at the cats, and especially now, you said this has happened more than once. You've brought in a new animal, and it's gone down oh, yeah. the tube pretty quick. So you guys probably now set yourself up for failure on that regard. If you're in a situation where it's time to bring in a new animal, you probably go, oh, well, God, it hasn't worked the last 52 times we've done it. <laughs> you know, the, the old one's going to hate the new one, they're going to hate us, we're going to have a problem, it isn't going to work. And so you go into it with a negative attitude, and that's what you're going to create. We do the same thing with a specific problem with animals in our household because maybe the, the animals haven't gotten along as we want them to. As soon as they enter the room together, we humans tense up, get nervous in our mind. We wonder if they're going to fight with each other. Well, they get the pictures in your mind. They feel what you're feeling, and you trigger the problem. So understanding that communication makes a huge difference in balancing out that relationship because that's the other thing is coaching those two with the older kitty when the little one comes over. Oh, boy, here comes the baby. Oh, be gentle with the baby. Be nice with the baby instead of don't smash that kid, you know. It's, it's all in your attitude, your tone of voice, your energy will make a huge difference in how the animals bond and get along. Because they can read your energy. They can oh, absolutely. They feel it. They not only read it, they feel it. Now, one of the things last time you were here, we were talking about how you communicate with them and the things that you should say and things you shouldn't say and pictures mm-hmm. that you should not send them. So when we come back from this break, why don't we why don't we talk about that a little sure. bit? Because, Absolutely. Because there's a lot of that going on that that just confuses the heck out of them and our animal friends. So we'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9, we cover the world of animals. Coming up on our next show, this month's Vet Sunday. Holistic vet Dr. Jackie Obando from Mercy Vet Animal Hospital on Mercer Island will be in the studio for the entire show. We'll talk about holistic medicine and chiropractic for our animal friends, and it's your chance to get free, in-depth holistic veterinary advice. All you have to do is call us on Martha Norwalk's Animal World this Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on KKNW AM 1150. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to Kevin McDonald and KKNW 1150 AM. And Martha Norwalk is here. She's got a show from 9 until noon every Sunday right here on KKNW 1150 AM. That would be correct. And that's uh, um, Animal World. Animal World. Martha Norwalk's Animal World. It's a wonderful show. And you should really pay attention on Sunday morning because you can learn a lot about how to do things. For instance, talking to your animals in a constructive way rather than a destructive way because there are things that they don't get and things they get, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, when um, Because there's four levels of communication that go on between you and your animals. Physical body language, vocal tonalities. But they also get the pictures in your mind and they feel what you're feeling. And so it's kind of this unconscious, at least to many of us, um, the telepathic communication with visual pictures that gets us into trouble because we tend to think something differently than we speak. 
Because, like, for example, when um, you're looking at your, the older cat and the younger cat, you may be saying, now be nice to each other. But in your mind, you're thinking, oh, geez, she's going to kill him. <laughs> okay? and, 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 and the picture in your mind is, is what has the most influence. The guy I told you I, I got the email from that has the cats that they're going outside, but they're coming back in to use the cat box, and he wants them to go outside. Well, he might be saying, I really hope they go outside. But when they go outside, he's probably thinking, oh, they're going to go outside have a great time, and then watch it, they'll be back in to use the litter box. Well, they get those pictures, so it influences their behavior. How many times have you, um, uh, as, as, as your dog run off and you go out to call them? You know, Bozo, come here, come here. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to be here till next Tuesday. <laughs> the dog is never going to come. I'm going to have to start the car to get him to go. You know, and so your mind is chasing him away. Absolutely. And, and guess who's wandered in? Speaking Katie of- Evans. <laughs> Hello. It must be time to lighten up, huh? Yeah. Get there, get there. Actually, she's got a question for you, I do believe. I had huh? a little crisis this weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> On Friday with Theo, oh, my dear. juvenile delinquent cat. <laughs> I know I shouldn't call him names. Now, see, see right off the right. bat, I'm going to have to slap you around. Thought directs energy. My and the wonderful... more you call him the delinquent cat, the more he has to be the delinquent cat. Well, you know cat. what? Since you have been giving me advice, he yeah. has gotten so much more mellower. Oh, wonderful. And he's letting wonderful. me pet him now. And hey. we're, you know, we're, it's just slowly. It's yes, it is getting, generally a slow yeah. process with a cat. But I took him to get his nails clipped at the vet. Oh, boy. Because uh, he won't let, we're not that far yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he lets the assistant clip them just fine. But the vet clipped him this time. And the vet gave me a collar for him and said, next time he's got to have this lampshade around his neck. Because <laughs> he hates this vet because she did some procedures that weren't very pleasant several uh-huh. months ago. And he uh-huh. remembers her. Yeah, he's not stupid. No. Should I get a new vet? Um, well. Um, and they charge me more if, he's a, if, he, if he, he has the red sticker on his folder. Yeah, he's yeah. the bad cat. Oh. Maybe we should just start over someplace else since he's not that guy anymore. Well, yeah. Now you did say though that when the 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 assistant, the technician, mm-hmm. trimmed the nails, he was fine. Yeah. So a kind of logic would dictate um, making an appointment with the tech for the yeah. nail trimming, not doing it with the vet again. Okay. Um, so next but, time he's got to go to the vet. Yeah, but see, the fact that he reacts um, so violently and gets so upset, see, that tells me that he's a really smart, um, intelligent cat and very sensitive, and that he's not being honored for the intelligent being that he is. And, you know, this is a general question that us communicators have asked of of cats, um, and several of us have without, unbeknownst to the, the others, the answers, okay? And when we ask cats, you know, what's your biggest gripe with humans these days? <laughs> the answer that pretty much we've all got back is that, well, you humans don't honor our intelligence and ability to communicate. You never bother um, to explain what you're doing and why, and you don't ask permission before you invade our space and our bodies. And if you just tell us what you were doing and why and ask for cooperation, we probably would. So when you get that kind of, now see, that is... Um, Abyssinians, um, the the cats that I love, mm-hmm. um, most vets hate them. See them coming. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the garlic and the cross comes out. <laughs> Don't bring those cats in here because they are 
can be viciously aggressive, but it's a defensive aggression. But if you haven't seen an Abyssinian do a... <laughs> it's you a movie. Lived. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're defensive. rather than. But if, if you understand them and you talk to them and you explain what you're doing and why and you come from a respectful, loving position. They're wonderful to work with. You can do anything with them. Uh, so it's a matter of understanding and learning. And that's and that's kind of an across the board mm-hmm. with cats. So I don't want to just say something bad about your vet on general principles, because that is a typical way, you know, the old red sticker on, on the thing uh-huh. and bad, bad cat or bad dog. <laughs> and that may be the case. There are some of them that are just never going to do well in that circumstance. Um, but There might be room for finding someone that has a better understanding and gets along better with cats. Okay. Okay. And we could talk about that off air. Okay. Um, There are also (laughs) some things that you can do when you need to do that, like flower essences can be great help. Um, Little Bach flower rescue remedy um, on his skin um, before you do these things. Okay. Uh, But chances are, and and there's also. And talk to him. Well, talking to him and working with him and explaining. Now, see, also, why do you trim his nails? Because he scratches me and he gets them caught everywhere. Okay. Then um, that that's one um, reason. Getting them caught, having yeah. them too long have, um, is a good reason. But, see, that's something we could work with him in explaining. And um, so you'd be better off learning to do it yourself. I know. Yeah. But, see, I could help you with that. And okay. we could probably get him to the point. Um, because when they do, their nails are too long and they get caught, they do appreciate having them nipped off. Yeah. You just have to approach it in, in the right way. And you make house calls, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for cats, I, you really have to. I thought about putting him in a timeout in his traveling box. I can't. He's like the Garfield on the window. <laughs> he can't. He won't go in. He just, you know, he likes what he likes. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk. This yeah, okay. because um, yeah. Fl- flower essences okay. and acutonics can be very helpful okay. to, to working with those energies. And Sandy, my, my assistant um, and call screener, co-producer of Animal World, does flower essences and acutonics. And, and she's um, worked some wonderful miracles with kitties that are really difficult to handle. Um, it, it really can help change their energy. Great. But I really, it sounds like you've got a really intelligent guy. He's a smart boy. That isn't being served properly. Well, excuse <laughs> me. I'm a Leo, Leo rising, Sag. I'm all fire signs everywhere, and I get to be the star of the house until I got the cat. Nah. You know, I, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's really better off putting him a rung or two above. You see, <laughs> I understand. Well, see, I had no idea about the red sticker, but you know, you have one on your file, Katie <laughs> Evans, right here Shut on up. KKNW. Guess you have who a red my guest is? Who is your guest? Stephen Hall. He wrote a book called Merchants of Immortality. Close it. Chasing the dream of human life extension. Now, I made a little mistake. I thought it said merchants of immorality. (laughs) (laughs) However, (laughs) he's really fascinating. He's going to find out everything that's being done to help us live longer and uh, why it's working and why it might not be. Cool, huh? I heard yesterday on the news that baby boomers, half of all of us, may even get to 100 years old. If we have anything to say about it, we are. Yeah, if I can't take it with me, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Katie Evans coming up at 106. See you then. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, my dear. Last question for you. And I just, because I, every time you come here, I ask you the same question because oh, oh, there, was that? there are people out there who honestly don't believe. And I'd like you to give me just a couple of, couple of there are people who don't believe that animals have a soul. Or that they have an energy. What would you say to those folks? Um, 
Well, I'd say, you know, it's a free will choice zone. And, you know, and I'm not here to convince anything, anybody of anything. And so you can believe whatever you want. All I can say is that I know with every cell in my being, from the top of my head to the tips of my toes, that that animals have a soul just like humans. Uh, and in fact, I believe that there is a soul progression here on planet Earth. And I think our souls come in and, and go through the mineral kingdom and then the plant kingdom and then the animal kingdom. And, you know, we start with a lower, not necessarily lesser energies of, of um, just the, different. the smaller cell in, up the, through the insects and then into the mammals. And then I believe the last step before go, moving into the human plane is coming through the domestic um, world of animals. Um, and that's why I believe sometimes a lot of feral cats and why they're so difficult um, to live with. It's, it's their first lifetime with humans um, in, in, in an animal body. And then we move into the human. So the, the soul, I don't think, is any different. It might be uh, at a different stage of development or evolution, so to speak. But all living things have a soul. And that's my belief. But you can believe whatever you want to, and I'll see you on the other side. And, and, um, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing about it is probably, you know, by the time you get to the other side, um, and, and if you go to the light and do that stuff, then you don't have that emotional attachment and the need to come back and say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I probably won't be there to say, I told you so, but <laughs> There'll be no so I'll just say it, it now. <laughs> yeah. Told you so. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I just know it. So I, I don't have to convince anybody else because you can believe whatever you want to believe. There you are. There you are. Who's going to be on the show on, on Sunday? Uh, Vet Sunday, Dr. Jackie Obando from Mercy Vet Animal Hospital on Mercer Island. She will be in for the entire three hours. We will um, talk to her in depth about holistic veterinary medicine and chiropractic for our animal friends and how it can help. And then the, the show is uh, devoted to you and your phone calls. So if you want free holistic veterinary consultation dr jackie will be here in the studio you know when people think that that uh, chiropractic is only good for us i mean it's got to help animals as oh well. it's phenomenal for animals and remember they're processing our stuff so um it, it it probably benefits them more than us in that they don't have the 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 mental blocks you know and the belief systems to keep it from working so they know it works mm-hmm. and so they're just darn happy about it absolutely <laughs> Oh, that's Absolutely. terrific! How's your horse? Um, he's he's still around, um, but um, getting older. Um, but he's adjusting. He's adjusting to yeah, the well, new space. Yeah, we're both adjusting. We miss each other. I, uh, I, I, if I'm lucky, I get to see him once a week, which is is tough because you know we've spent 29 years together. Absolutely. But yeah. we're adjusting. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming down today. Well, thank you for having We've me. Truly it's always a pleasure. It. Oh, I tell you, I could just sit and listen to you for hours. Well, I, which I, I do Monday on Sunday mornings. Supposed by to be the way. my day off, you know, because I, I, I don't usually do stuff on Monday. But because it was you, I'm here. Well, thank you, thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you every Sunday from nine to noon right here on KKNW. You won't see me, but you can hear me I, I, on could, your radio well, or but your computer. Now I've got a mental picture of you, so <laughs> so me and my cats will see you. Yeah, all right. And hey. call me if you have a question. I will. All right. I will. Gigi, thank you so much for spending the day with us thank today. Thank you, Kevin. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We've had a really nice show. And, I love and, your positive talk radio. Well, thank you, darling. <laughs> thank you so much. And we're looking forward to tomorrow's show. I believe our friend Victoria Lynn is going to be here tomorrow. And we're going to talk about abuse and how to get through it. And uh, with that, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Hey, do something nice for yourself. Do something nice for each other. Have a positive day. And for your animal friends. And for your animal friends. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. 
Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.